Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're going to go out of here. That's a big eight tournament champion. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Things remain interesting in Ann Arbor. This is the uh, Husker <laughs> basketball in-game show, I suppose, <laughs> as uh, we're just uh, winding down the few minutes here. Um, Michigan with a, a couple-point lead as Nebraska is trying to get their first win, uh, obviously in the Big Ten season as they come into this game 0-10 in conference play. Uh, but uh, but a lot to look forward to here in the post-game show, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a couple people probably uh, have to give apologies out to Kasei Tamanaga, one of them being Nick, who cur- who, <laughs> who uh, jinxed, cursed him, I suppose. I, I jinxed, jinxed him, yeah, jinxed, jinxed the, is the jinxed, word. I jinxed the technical. You, oh, and I jinxed him getting beat on that backdoor cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he's been a guy that hasn't had a whole lot of playing time um, with the returns of Trey McGowan's. Uh, um, you know, the, the minutes had to come from somewhere. And, you know, one of the problems with him is what you ask, what does he provide if he's not hitting threes? Well, I think we've seen it tonight. And I'm not talking about the technical foul. I mean, he. He's uh, he's been. I think he actually has registered a block now. It seemed like a possession, um, a couple possessions after the one where he got called on the technical foul for reacting, where he got a clean block on Hunter Dickinson. So I don't really blame him. I mean, he's not that often you get a chance to swat a seven footer at his size. I would have got teed up. Yeah, yeah, I um, got teed up. Yeah, you understand the frustration. I would have got teed up. Like I, it, I it, it, it was didn't look like a foul. It wasn't. It wasn't. But that's one thing about his play, too, is he's always very – like, if he hits a three, um, <laughs> he's, so he's just very emotional in his game. I hate this game. so much. Mm. I hate this so much. For what it's worth, Michigan Dagger uh, is – Dagger on a uh, rebound. Off of the <laughs> I was just saying, they missed a three, and I was like, okay, okay. And then uh, they stuck the knife in And Nebraska people. had the rebounding lead at halftime, I think. I mean, and they had no, the lead were, at halftime. They had, no, they were they were down. They're, they were down. They're well, now down. They're, they're, just they're down significantly 16. now, Yeah. Um, which is understandable. You have the seven-footer in there. They're a bad team, a rebounding team to begin with. Understandable is maybe not the word, but predictable. Um, very predictable for this team. For what it's worth, this is a Michigan team that really put it on them in Lincoln. And for them to come back and compete – in Ann Arbor, I think shows a little bit. Unfortunately, I think we're past the moral victories um, part of the season when you're when you're gonna fall to 0-11 in conference play if they can't pull out a miracle here in the end. I don't even know what to say to this. Well, I think Nebraska is also a different team than they were when they played Michigan the time before. Oh, that almost rattled me. That almost went in. Yeah, right, well, that'll do. That we'll start. Let, let's go ahead and uh, start our post game show. That then almost, we'll just go. All right, live guys. Here. I'm gonna head out. You guys have a great rest of your night. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Husker Women's Shut Basketball, up. Thursday, 7 p.m. Shut up. And we did start. I think they got a foul in there, so Michigan's going to get some free throws. But we'll go. I uh, already went live. So this is the Husker uh, or the basketball postgame show wrapping up the Nebraska loss today um, to Michigan. Uh, Michigan had a chance to add a few more points here, depending on if they make free throws. Um, could be a, a six-point game ultimately um, for Nebraska. Another good effort. Uh, for the Huskers, uh, like I just said, not a whole lot of moral victories in at this point anymore. Um, but uh, Bryce McGowan's continues to look 
good. First Husker freshman ever um, to post four straight 20-point games, uh, and he did it in a, in a very good fashion tonight. 24 points, six rebounds, three steals, uh, you know, a dunk on, on, a, on a fast break opportunity off one of those steals. One of five from three, you know, if you're if you're critiquing his game, I guess that was where it would be. Um, a lot of very good uh, finishes at the rim. And it was it was just one of those cases where Nebraska led 44-37 at halftime, and they were hitting a lot of shots that um, I don't know that you would project to be to be difficult to continue hitting. I suppose is that um, you know they were going to go on a stretch, and in Michigan, uh, to their credit, came out in the second half and just rode Hunter Dickinson um, to get that lead back. Nebraska uh, had their own stretch, so it's kind of a game of runs. Uh, unfortunately, Michigan ends up with an 80. Uh, three to seventy nine victory. I have to refresh that. I didn't really watch the the, the free throws. They might have a few more points there. Eighty five to seventy nine victory uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. Now improving to five and four in conference play on the Wolverines side. Eleven and eight overall. Nebraska drops to six and sixteen. Zero and eleven in conference play. And I, and I want to ask you this because I saw some of this too on Twitter. DP, does it make you less of a fan if you if you're not watching? Do you think? Yes. It does make you less of a fan. It does. It I, actually I, does. I don't. I hate to say it because I get the, that there's that there's like you need a break or whatever men, mental health days and all that. But the, the the point is, as as opposed to somebody that is watching it, I think it does make you a little bit less well, of a no, fan because you, they were watching it. No, your your fanhood's cheap. If you're not going to be there and ride through the hard stuff, right? I mean, look. As much as we'll complain about the outcome. We rather enjoyed 48 minutes of this, uh, 38 oh, yeah. minutes of this, right? That, That's what that is. Now, yeah, I made it through the house in the dark all the way to the bedroom and then stubbed my toe on the bed <laughs> right <laughs> as I turned right. the corner. But I, <laughs> pain is pain. Pain is pain. Like that, <laughs> Better performance against Michigan than what they gave here at PBA? Oh, yeah. Um, improvement? Yeah. Good enough? No. No, no nothing's going to be good enough until Nebraska gets the win. Uh, and unfortunately, they have a couple of chances against Northwestern and Minnesota coming up in, in the week ahead. Um, two other teams that are struggling, I suppose, not winless in the Big Ten quite yet, but struggling near the bottom of the standing. So Nebraska will at least have that to rely on. Um, but uh, a good effort, certainly, tonight from Nebraska. It was, it was kind of a game within the game. It was kind of the fun of Nebraska's bigs of trying to avoid as many fouls as they can, but it was only nearly unstoppable or, or, or very difficult to do, obviously because of Hunter Dickinson, the seven footer. Um, he really got going in the second half. So they kind of had to deal with Derek Walker's um, foul trouble. He ended up fouling out. Let man was in foul trouble. Obviously at Andre, all the bigs that Nebraska had um, kind of went through their foul trouble and Nebraska was still able to stick out. So um, I think that, you know, it's it's a it's a solid performance, but it's just not going to get um, get you over the over the top or get you too excited. And um, obviously, at this point, at zero and eleven in, in conference play, um, you know, you could you could fear maybe losing the team or something like that. But it's 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 not that. I mean, they're still coming out and competing um, and, and 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 taking it to the end. They have the talent to get these wins. It's just closing them out. 
that seems to be the problem. They, and, and, you know, there's obviously Bryce McGowns is the furthest guy from the blame that goes on tonight for their loss. But um, just a turnover there late seemed to be the separation. He just kind of misbobbled uh, a dribble. Um, and uh, and it was an easy point as Michigan leaked out they, and, and kind of extended their lead to double digits. Not double digits, uh, uh, multiple possessions, and Nebraska was never able to get back to it. But overall, I mean, I think you have to be impressed with the, the contribution from everybody that played tonight. Nebraska played nine deep. Everybody had at least – four points uh, with Trey McGowns and Ed Andre there at four. Everybody everybody besides them had more than seven. Nebraska finished the bench um, production with 26 points off the bench. You'll take that every time, and they did pretty well against Michigan, especially a Michigan team that drilled, I think, close to, what was it, 15 threes? It was like a pinnacle banker record um, when they came to Lincoln, and two of 15 from beyond the arc for Michigan. So, um, you know, that certainly played into it too. Um, but uh, I, I guess – I guess at this point, it just you know the 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 guy that that really made Michigan run. I mean, Nebraska kind of went on a run when he went out there at a, at a point in the second half was Hunter Dickinson, um, and and you know that's a guy that could have been playing in the NBA right now. I don't know how many minutes he'd get. Um, I don't know you know, but a seven footer. Oh, yeah, you'd th- it was a surprise that he came back. Um, and, and now has extended in this year, you know, been able to shoot a little bit better from deep. So he's working on some things, but he was the difference in this game overall, the leading score and certainly a difference, um, when he exited the game in that second half for Nebraska was able to go on their little bit of run. It was, it was a game of runs. Yeah. I, when you look at the, the, the final numbers and Dickinson finished with 26 points, 26 points, eight rebounds, right? And a lot of those were gutter work, right? Brooks gave him 20. Uh, 18 for Devontae Jones, and then everybody else was kind of in the pool of six or three. Uh, for Nebraska, look, McGowan's gave you 24 and six, right? Um, the text line asks a question, so I'll go ahead and and and, and put it out there. Um, how do you how how do we not sub for the last eight to ten minutes? Our best defender, Trey McGowan's on the bench. Don't know, don't know. Uh, text line says those guys were gassed. Yes, they were. Um, I. How was Trey not on the floor? Trey is under a minute's watch. Remember, he is still in recovery. So some of what you're asking uh, is that they are protecting the young man from himself, uh, wanting to be out there and doing his thing. Um, I was a little concerned about Verge not being on the floor. Um, Tamanaga gave you what he, he, he can give you, right? Positive moments. Um, Lat man down the stretch. And remember, Lat had to defend Biggs for, for several minutes while there was foul trouble. Uh, it, it just, we saw it as it developed and formed. And we were familiar enough to understand that in this space, they were going to need somebody to step up and handle the last four minutes. They got to two-minute mark, and then it went left. Uh, McGowan's with 24. 10 from Derek Walker. Uh, 8 for Verge and Wilcher. 7 for Webster Tamanaga. And Mayan four piece for Eduardo Andre and Trey McGowan's. Now again, the numbers for me tell a story. If you want to ask for improvement, you have something you can talk about. Not improvement enough. We did this dance before. We did it in football season. We understand it. Nebraska was fifty one percent from the field. In I would I would dare say that's the best shooting performance they've had. Yeah. Uh, seven of eighteen. 
uh, from beyond three, 39%, and that number was around 50 until the final three shots were taken, four shots were taken. 12 of 15 from the free throw line, 80%. The numbers you circle, uh, out-rebound up 44 to 26, and if you're in a grinding game, the extra possessions will kill you. They're plus 18 possessions. Uh, Michigan 14 to 9 in assists. Both teams had two blocks. Nebraska led with six steals. Uh, both teams had 11 turnovers, 21 fouls to 17 uh, for the Huskers. Now, Michigan shot 47% and circled this because we, uh, the easiest way to turn a bad team into a good one is to defend. Defend at a high level. And we saw the exhibition that Michigan put on here. 2 of 15, Bach. That didn't just happen. So, yeah, it, it's a tough finish, but it is the toughest thing in all the sports is to finish. Um, Fred Hoiberg knows more about his team today than, than he did yesterday. He doesn't know enough yet. But a six-point loss in Ann Arbor when you, you had a chance to, to tie the score with a ball in your hands, um, some things had to happen well for you to get to that point. You just didn't finish. Yeah, and it, and that's been a problem for Nebraska all year long. Off Facebook, uh, Joe McCracken says, we're not this bad, just keep having late-game mess-ups. And I, uh, I've i cleaned up his language a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of the feeling uh, that we have there. Eric Strickland joining us uh, on uh, on the stream here. Strick, of course, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. Uh, what did you see from tonight's action? Uh, I was going <clears> to <throat> go in, uh, but um, I don't think – that's overly deserving. I like I like some of the the switching up of going with the small lineup. You can tell that it definitely was an effective thing that they can take advantage of. Again, DP made a good point on that. You you have to rebound. I mean, you have to collectively. You can't be looking at anything. You've got to put bodies on people, and you've got to scrap. At times, they did that. When they did that, they were able to make runs in the game, and and so that was an impressive thing. They've made really good runs. I think there are just some disappointing things, though. That um, you know, when you when you close out the half, you, you know, your one of your best guys that's been hot is six six for ten, and and coming out of the half, he's six for ten, and you you have a chance to get him that ball with you know under ten seconds left and. You don't. That's a shame. You you got to let him get the ball with space to be able to get downhill because then you get a you get a terrible shot. And again, that's just where they falter. They falter just not being able to get quality looks that other teams do. Um, I thought they did a good job of getting Dickinson in trouble, Diabati in trouble. They did a good job of, of taking advantage of that. Then you come out, they come back. You know what they do. They block shots. You can't continue to get downhill. You do you do what you do when you get them out of the game, and then you got to switch it up. you got to draw them and find the next guy. And then a good example was that was probably with about three minutes left, and this is, this is the problem, and I've talked to this about many times, and they've got to correct this. This is the only way you can win games on the road. It's got to be corrected. Great drive to the basket by Trey McGowan. Trey McGowan kicks it to the corner about three minutes left to C.J. Wilcher. C.J. Wilcher's next pass is Bryce McGowan. I mean, it don't, it shouldn't stay in your hands. That You catch it, pop, it's got to go. He's wide open. 
He had nobody on him. The rotations had no chance of getting there. That's the good shot. He hesitates. Then they try to do something, pass it in the middle, drive, and it's a bad shot. That's the problem. they got to correct that. They've got to have more of those types of looks where that ball is, is getting kicked and it's moved around for good shots. And that's why I think you have that problem. They do everything good, man. They shoot the ball well. They shoot the three well. They did okay in free throws. The assist number is only nine. There's a part of your problem. And the rebounds. You, you, you know, on the road, you've got you've to be able to do those things. Yeah, the rebounding battle certainly ended up catch, catching up to Nebraska. Um, and I know, like, early in that game, they were leading, um, you know, as far as, like, points in in the paint. I, I doubt that they ended up that way. We'll have to kind of see and catch up on that stuff. But, um, again, a solid performance from Nebraska, even leading by 7 at half, 44-37. Uh, but Michigan closes it out, a 20-6 to run down the stretch to win this game, 85-79. to This is the, the post-game, our Hoops post-game show here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, we're up against it, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments and uh, talk more about this game, uh, break it down a little bit bit more with myself dp and strict that's coming up next here on the post game show on 93.7 the ticket back to the tickets basketball post game show featuring Derek pearson and former husker and nine-year nba vet eric strickland on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket Husker basketball in the need of a little more bounce tonight. Michigan had just uh, a little bit more there, especially at the end to break away and win this game. 85-79. to Huskers dropping to 6-16 overall, 0-11 in conference play, and it hurts. Uh, every time we do this post game to say that, but uh, hopefully they get their opportunity with a couple home games again in the next few. Uh, the next few home games are against Northwestern and Minnesota. For what it's worth, Northwestern three and eight in conference play, ten and ten overall. Minnesota two and seven in conference play, eleven and seven overall. So certainly some opportunities there, especially at home uh, to get it. But uh, this would have been a big one, not just. Uh, on Nebraska's side, but it would have really put the alarms on Michigan's side if they would have lost this game. Um, uh, would have been 10-9, and nine, uh, a losing record in conference play. I mean, they're already a team that's going to have to do some work to get back into NCAA tournament uh, consideration, um, but a loss to Nebraska would have really hurt. So sometimes it's, it's not even what you gain. It's just what you take away from the other team, and they're, they're, especially with Tom Brady's retirement, you know, it would have been really nice just to, to kind of rub that in, uh, but Nebraska not quite, uh, quite able to do it today um let's talk a little bit about Casey Tamanaga though um because there's a lot to break down there uh seven points today got a lot of the second half minutes seemingly from Alonzo Verge or um you know he, he kind of plays the wing where Verge plays the point so maybe that was Webster there but because he was playing you know you can only play five guys on the floor and, and they kind of like to spark however a lot of people pointing out that that technical seemed to be where the game uh started to to, to switch you know to where Michigan started to get the the momentum strict let me ask you this because dp said he'd, he would have got the technical too you get a clean block you're that small you get a clean block on a seven footer uh and it gets called um how hard would it be not to to react the way that tom and does especially we know he's he's an animated player to begin with first of all i, I can do this because of our platform here is that the refs were horrible 
there was way too many phantom calls. I mean, it's both ways. I'm not saying it was one-sided for Nebraska. It was both way bad. Um, there was a phantom call on Eduardo Andre. He reaches out. There was a phantom call on, on Walker a few times. And then that one. So you've been sitting on the bench and you've been seeing some of this stuff happen. And then you know you get a block. E. Strick is getting a technical two. <laughs> and, and I would have reacted the exact same way. I'm, that's just, I mean, I'm being honest. And yes, it did change the momentum, but I can't fault that young man for that response because that was a horrible garbage call. They are, first of all, I'm a referee and that's not your man. As a referee, he has Derek Walker. See, that's why I don't – sometimes I'd be wondering how the heck some of these cats be out there because they're so undisciplined as far as their refereeing responsibilities. Me as a referee, you're the you're – the, um, so you have the trail, you have the C, and you have the lead. That lead person has no eyes on Tamanaka. If that top guy doesn't make a call – and I feel bad because he got all ball on that. There's no way he can see – what Tamanaga did from that. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. We are. Oh, but, but, but I will say as we're talking Tamanaga, mm-hmm. I, I, he seemed like he was down in the dumps a little bit. The last few games, mm-hmm. he came out with a different type of energy tonight and that's good. They have to have that from him. Kobe Webster needs to figure it out or he's going to go to the bench for a while. He's getting every opportunity right now to do what he needs to do to help this team to win. And he's right now not, not following through with the opportunity that's being gifted unto him. They still, I don't care what anybody says, they still play better basketball without Verge on the floor right now. That's just the ball moves that when, you know, him on the bench, they, they come out, they end up with, I think, a seven, seven or eight Oh run, get back into the game, go up four. Um, I ain't got no problem with the young man. I just think that that ball with that Husker team can't be stagnant or they have no chance of winning period. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. And we saw that in the second half again, Alonzo Verge not getting as many second half minutes kind of down the stretch. And, you know, it's one of those things where it, and it's especially, I mean, okay. It's so like, like Bryce is hitting a lot of shots that are a high level of difficulty and that's good because he's, I mean, he's developing into having more confidence, more physicality. There's, there's no question that Bryce's game is evolving right in front of our eyes. Um, some of the other guys, though, too, you kind of worry because it starts to rub off on some of the other guys, right? Now they're t- they see Bryce could do it. Okay, we could take some high-level di- difficulty shots. And it's basketball. You're going to have some that aren't going to be great. Um, but I-, I think that we saw a little bit of that, uh, you know, coming from Alonzo Verge. And it's- maybe it's nothing new. Maybe it has nothing to do with Bryce hitting a few of them. But um, I-, I think that that's – you almost get in trouble with that when you hit, like – Alonzo's got that where he's he's able to hit bad shots. I've said it all year. He's a good bad shot taker or maker. Um, but when you take bad shots and they look bad, like he airballed uh, a, a like a, a floater. Floater. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was it, it. Was just and it looked. I don't know if he lost it. I mean that. I mean that looked flat. Um, so 
Uh, I, I and don't know. And the ball never moved. It never touched anybody else. Yeah. That happened at least four times in that segment. You're right. And Fred and they, Fred has said this, that they, they do kind of break down when they're in when they're in a scoring drought. The other team's going wild. They kind of start to get into this one-on-one. Somebody's got to be the hero to eventually break um, the, the, the the streak. And they kind of did that again. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it, I just had a kind of conflicting thoughts there because, like, they hit a lot of difficult shots in the first half. And sometimes you're thinking, well – Maybe that's not good that they're hitting those difficult shots. That gives them the uh, you know the the green light to go ahead and take them. On on the other hand, you got to say you know what? At some point, you're going to have to hit some of those. I mean, that's just part of basketball. You're not going to get through a forty uh, you know forty minute game with a hundred percent good shots. As much as we love ball movement and, and and trying to instill that on those guys, they've got to be able to make those. Um, it, it just felt like it wasn't going to be sustainable, and that's why I worried about Michigan coming back. And this was a game of runs. Uh, they ended up. Doing it, but um, it's interesting to see how that's going to play out with some of those guys that you mentioned. Because you know, even though uh, Tominaga's not running the point right now, between him, Verge, and Webster, I mean, that's just kind of you know the smaller guys on the team. So they're going to have to rotate those minutes, and it it seems to be um, very inconsistent between the three of them. Who's helping you out in that game or in that moment? DP. Or you, you you want me to dig on it? Oh, dig on, brother, <laughs> dig on. <laughs> no, um, you're 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 right to a sense. You're not going to have a perfection of of game shots. Yes, you would much rather have them earlier in the in the in the game than later. You have to know what's a good shot and what's not a good shot later in the game, right? You have to know time, score, situation. All of those things have to come into play. Um, and therefore, unless it's late clock, you should be you should be hunting for good shots. The thing that I did love about Bryce is he's very poised uh, in his his back downs, in his uh, ability to create space and get shots. He was very poised tonight. He looked he looked very in control for the most part, other than a couple of drives where you know he kind of got a little bit fast on himself and and and, and wasn't able to get a good attempt up. But um, I thought he played good defense. I thought they played good defense as a whole, as a team. Um, but when you play good defense, there's nothing worse or nothing you know, more bad than to not secure that ball after you didn't did all that work. That's the part that, you know, I, me personally, as a guard, I'm going to get that. I'm, that's just me. I'm, I'm, wherever it's going, I'm hunting. Because I'm like, I'm trying to play O as opposed to D. We just played 20, 30 seconds of that thing. I'm trying to get that ball. So I, I just don't know if they have that same hunt right now. And we'll see. We'll see if they if they got to do something. But I like the small lineup. I'm hoping they stay with it a little bit. But DP said something I think they may, maybe would have been better off with Latman possibly in there to, to be a little bit more length that can help in those those, those rebounds. Yeah, I, I and that's interesting too. Is is you know he was in in foul trouble as well with the three fouls that he had through a, a part of that game. So maybe that's um, you know you just kind of wonder with these rotations and and that that they're um, you know they're they're trying to to find out what can work, especially against Hunter Dickinson. I mean that guy is so talented um, with kind of the old school level of play, like right for a seven footer where he can back you down, little hook shot here and there. I mean he can get a shot whenever he wants, especially against an undersized team. Even Derek Walker has, has kind of 
come out and said it in the Big Ten. He wished he had a few more inches on him um, to be able to compete uh, with those type of guys. And maybe, you know, and so the foul trouble caught up to him a little bit. So I think that that's something that we also have to give credit for. I know, I know that we don't want to give too much credit to Nebraska in a loss, um, but uh, it's, it's all we really have been able to do this year. But, you know, I, I, I think coaching around the foul trouble I thought was was rather impressive tonight um, considering that those guys I mean this was this was a problem in the first half so it was just kind of a plan pacing you know Eduardo Andres eventually I'm um, gonna start picking him up he ended up with four um, so I, I guess DP how impressed were you with the, from the coaching side tonight uh, Hoiberg having to shuffle that around and knowing um, that that those fouls were adding up yeah it's kind of weird I was gonna ask Strick this question and and Bach, you can respond the same but I kind of felt like this might have been their best performance, especially the first half. But for them to play as a team, this may be the loudest, most connected version that we've seen this year. It showed the most balance, showed the most depth. And then I also want to ask you, Strick, is this – when you play Michigan and with, with Dickinson, do you, kind of, do you kind of want to let him get his and just worry about everybody else? Nah, bro. Uh, there there was a couple segments in there where you saw the right type of defense on Dickinson. You hard dig, okay. make him pick it up, back him out a little bit, have him look. He's looking skip. Mm-hmm. Then you 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 top rotate and then rotate back. It, it worked, and they and they didn't get a a good shot or an open three. You got to be active to do it though, and 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 they can do it. They have that. That was when they were with that small lineup. It, I think it was the Tabanaga hard, hard dig. He picks it up. He backs out. He he throws a skip. I think Bryce or somebody goes to the corner, which is the right rotation, and then uh, and then and then Tabanaga goes to the top. If you can do that, and and uh, they they they'll be fine. But they no, you don't let Dickinson go nuts down there. That that's. Yeah, that's no bueno. That's that's trouble all night long, and there's nothing you can do about it. Think about this team was, you know, after a 19-3 run, after giving up the huge run, 19-3, you up six with eight minutes left, maybe nine minutes. Then you get in, uh, you've got a lead, a seven-point lead with six minutes left. Wiltshire free throws ties the game at 79 with 80 seconds left. This came down to 80 seconds of not being able to, to execute the small things in the most critical moments. Small things. Right? Like that's like I want to paint that picture. It's it's a hard swallow, right? Because I said at the, at the end of the first half if they went into halftime with a 10-point lead, they were going to win the game. And they gave up that final bucket. And I went, fuck on it. We didn't get that one. And then after the run, and you make the run and then you go on a 19-3 run. Now, mind you, if we say that Nebraska goes on a 19-3 run, in the second half, things are going to end well, right? So we figured out how to work the first four minutes. We figured out how to work the, the, the first, the last four and a half. Sons one possession. Figured out how to come out in the second half, right? Terrible run in the first four minutes. Put yourself down. This team is, it's just, it's too familiar. It's an accumulation of small things with big results. And it's just tough. It's just tough. But to your point, I do think that this might be the best we've seen from them, right? I mean, they they did have 
Uh, well, I, I keep adding it up because it's it's hard to, to accept. 26 points off the bench. And everybody, like, we talk about this team trying to define their roles. Um, and I don't know if they've completely found that. But C.J. Wilcher, you know, eight points. And, and, you know, you can see him streaking and getting open for three. And he knows what his role is. Obviously, you know, Kobe with his seven points. Tominaga had his role there, seven points. I thought Andre um, competed well. We know, like, like I said, the fouls were going to be there. But he got a block, a steal, four rebounds, and four points. All that off the bench, you know, Lats, I think, has been playing better. He didn't uh, have too many minutes tonight, maybe because of the foul trouble. Um, you know, maybe Verge isn't the exception to this point because he had 31 against Michigan the first time. Um, but I, a lot of it just has to do, to, in my mind, with just Bryce coming along. I mean, th again, this is four straight games uh, with 20-plus points. He just had 29 against Rutgers, 24 tonight uh, against Michigan, a team that he struggled with the first time around, shot two of nine from the field, uh, only finished with nine points. Um you know, it, it, it it's kind of silly to say, but I, I think the roles are coming. But at the same time, a lot of it just has to do with how your best player uh, is evolving. And, it you know, it, it's hard to get because usually when you say, well, well, how far can they go with, uh, you know, how far can their best player take them? At this point, you just want a, a couple conference wins to, you know, to get off the schneid and, and feel good about uh, the projection of the program. You don't know what that means for Bryce moving forward. But um, I, I guess th there's this. He's he's averaging the second most points of any freshman in the nation. There's just one special guy at Duke that's doing a little bit better than him. Um, but it feels like there's still a competition uh, out there for freshman of the year in the Big Ten. There's just so many good ones, and people understand he's scoring more because he has to on this Nebraska team. All that being said... Um, I think it's going to be hard to, to keep that award away from him. Um, I, maybe it's going to go back to the team award type of thing uh, where you look at the, the success of the team. But the way that he's coming on, uh, did, do you guys see the same thing I'm seeing where he's, he's just um, starting to hit his stride? I mean, four, four straight 20-plus games, it, it's hard to argue. Um, but especially, you know, some of those things strict that you had early season, uh, you know, problems with him. Do you, do you see it getting better on, on defense? Do you see him playing less straight up and, and that sort of thing? No doubt. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely seeing him uh, have some progression. And um, it's definitely uh, more, it seems more at ease than it did. It seemed like it was very rushed or it was very, it was like a hunting as opposed to the, it was a forcing. Now he's like letting stuff come to him. I think he's holding his emotions a little bit better. You can tell that at certain times, depending on who's out there on the floor, uh, what ends up happening is it's one person that ends up doing a lot of different things, and then it begins to snowball. And that's where you have segments of those dry spells. That's when you have segments of those dead, you know, six, seven, eight, I mean, they probably have more six to eight to 10 minute droughts that I've ever seen <laughs> in a conference in the history of my life. You know what I mean? I, 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 that's just crazy. Amazing. I mean, I understand that it does happen at times, but good gosh, as much <laughs> as it does happen for them, that that's, that's crazy. But then now I'm starting to, I'm not now. I mean, I've seen it, but it's like, I'm understanding why it happens and how it triggers and how it snowballs and that's part of the drought process so you know but yeah he's definitely looking he's looking nice he's looking real nice and um you know i i 
I hope they can retain him and, and, and give him a, you know, one more look and make one more run at it in a better way. Yeah. We'll yeah. We'll see. Hopefully they do. And maybe part of that answer is just with how effective he's playing is, you know, we don't want to play hero ball, but at, at some point there's one guy that that's, that's having, you know, scoring 20 points for four straight games. Maybe let him try to get you out of that. And a good clip. Yeah. And good clip. Yeah. And, yeah. Not, not that. You know, not that three, not that Allen Iverson days, you know, where it's, you know, you're 11 for 30. No, it ain't that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, or 10 for 30. No, it's good. It's, he's getting good clips and good looks and, and the threes don't seem, you know, he may have one as opposed to three of the bad ones. He may have one as opposed to four or five of the drives you know it's it's those numbers are coming down it's getting more efficient yeah and so I, I do think Nebraska for what it's worth um over the last two games uh you know you had the lead until the final two minutes against Rutgers you had the opportunity to and, and played much better against Michigan on the road in Ann Arbor um I think for what it's worth that they they are getting better it just has to cross that finish line and get the win we'll talk about how they do that and look at the upcoming games the schedule softens a little bit maybe that's the answer we'll talk about that next as we round out the hoops postgame show here on 93.7 the ticket back to the tickets basketball postgame show featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com Wrapping up things here on the Hoops Post Game Show. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland. We lost DP. DP left. Uh, I guess it's pretty close to his bedtime. Uh, that man works uh, pretty much 24-7, so he's got to wake up pretty early uh, and uh, and wanted to get a jump start uh, on that. So uh, thanks, thanks to DP for sticking around with us uh, all evening and, and getting into this post-game show. Brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electrical. Um, before we wrap things up for Nebraska, I did want to mention some other interesting things going on in college basketball tonight. First of all, Creighton with a 59-55 win over number 17, Connecticut. I know a lot of Nebraska fans don't want to hear that, but a big win for Creighton. Michigan State beating Maryland 65-63. to Kansas, a 70-61 victory over Iowa State. Kansas, number 10 in the country. Iowa State, number 20, so that was a top 25 battle. Number one, Auburn um, destroying, well, not destroying, but beating, outlasting Alabama 100-81. to uh, And then Texas Tech beating Texas 77 77- to 64 both teams both those teams are ranked in the top 25 uh and chris beard obviously playing his former team uh and uh the former team got the best of him in that situation so that's interesting maybe the most interesting score of the night as far as nebraska is concerned though is northwestern taking it to overtime and getting the win against rutgers 79 to 78 so uh northwestern getting rid of that four game losing streak um obviously rutgers a team nebraska almost just beat now northwestern Coming to town um, Saturday uh, will be a noon game, and they'll have a little bit of momentum. But if you're Nebraska, you still got to feel like like we've been talking about how important it is to win those home games. Uh, it may not be um, it, it may not be as critical when you're 0 11 in league play, but but maybe it is. I mean, there's got to uh, this team is way too good to have that record, uh, and I think that we're still waiting for them to cross the line. I think that at le- in the very least, you'll have a close game against Northwestern, another opportunity to learn to to win that game at the end. Yeah, I, I gotta take a little peek at it. You know, they uh, they seem to finish it. I mean, Harper got the shot that he was looking for. 
and um, you know just didn't fall. But yeah. it was a, I mean, it was a good game. I mean, it was a good game. It was a few good games out there uh, this time. I mean, Michigan State was on the ropes and you know end up pulling it out. But that's what I mean. I mean. That's what they executed. I, I watched them. They just executed a great play and made the right play and finished it. And that's how you win games. I mean, it's it's not rocket science, but it can be if you, um, you know, it can be high-level chemistry if you don't know how to mix the right, you know, ingredients to get what you need out of the, you know, what you're trying to mix up. You see what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, 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 it makes a volcano and sometimes it makes what it's supposed to make. That's 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 the part of making the right mix. And so sometimes it's just uh, the disciplines that is needed and understanding that, OK, OK, I did my job. Ooh, OK, I'm driving to the basket. Oh, he didn't come. Now I go get him. Oh, I drove to the basket. Oh, here comes Dickinson. OK, who who's the next one? Okay, this guy's rotating. It'll start slowing down for you. This guy's rotating. Okay, that guy's going to drop to the corner. It's going to be back there. You have to, like, that's in your mind. Those are the games you got to play when you're understanding it. So as you're driving and you have Dickinson coming over, you have the top guy because their defense is trying to get to the corner because if you're you're making the drive, you're either looking that corner or that corner, so the next guy is going to be out there. You 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 already know that in your head. So your pass is going to be a hook out to there. Guess what's going to happen? The guy out of the corner. This is what you've got to play in your head. If he flies out of the corner, guess where the next pass is? Right there. No hesitation. You get it. You look. You see him flying. Boom. He can't get back. There's no way. Now you've got an open look. That's the type of stuff they've got to start programming in their head. You see, right now what happens is they do that. Oh, shoot, there's three of them. Oh, let me do this and try to just toss it up there. You saw a lot of that tonight, and a lot of it rolled off the front rim. A lot of it hit the rim, went off. You know what I mean? Then Bryce had a good straight line drive, crucial. Face the guy up, straight line drive. He's got the angle now. Dickinson comes, you've got enough time because he's not there. You can flow it. Bam, it goes in. That's 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 the stuff they're they've got to start reading as a whole, as a team collectively, so that they can start, you know, winning some of these games. Because that's 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 how they're losing. It's not necessarily that they're always playing bad. It's just just little technique technical things that they could do better. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I mean, you run through the, the, the teams that they've played so far in the Big Ten. It's been a no break. It's all top half of the conference, right? I mean, they've played Iowa or, excuse me, Indiana and Michigan and Ohio State and Michigan State and Rutgers and Illinois and Purdue, and, and it hasn't, there's been literally no break through their first 11. Now, it does kind of, want, it, it kind of eases up, and, and you hate to say that or look for that as, as a reason why they'll start to get it going, but um, it's just been such a grind, and it's so difficult 
difficult to win in the Big Ten. Um, and the, and the, the, the season has just literally been split, um, not down the middle, but pretty close to it to where uh, now it eases up. You, you play um, their next games, like we've mentioned, is Northwestern Minnesota. After that, it's at Iowa, against Maryland, at Northwestern, against Iowa, at Penn State. You notice I'm not including any Wisconsin's or Michigan State's or Purdue's or Ohio State's in there. Um, and they do all of that before finishing up their one game um, that is going to be a, a, against the top half of the of, of the Big Ten to finish out the season is at number 11, Wisconsin. Um, but you almost want that there, right? That, that cherry at the end to where, okay, now we've got our chance to prove that we can get it done against inferior competition, and it will all build up to this opportunity to show that we've made it by the end of the season. So I think at, in the very least, at least that scheduling sets up well for a team that, like I said, looks about as good as it has all season, which maybe isn't saying much, but it, 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 it's showing improvement. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it because if you look at it, you you learn how to win on the road against not top top tier team. You win your home games against bottom level teams. Now you may pick up four games, right? You go on the road, you clip Wisconsin because you're hot, you're feeling good about yourself. You know, they really don't have much to play for other than, you know, they're, they they probably think they're better than you. They barely got by. You know, they, you may catch them slipping. You If you catch them slipping, now you're going into the Big Ten tournament and you're in the Big Ten tournament, you never know what could happen, baby. <laughs> that's the way you got to, you know, that's that's the mindset. I mean, I think we we had a struggle when I was at Nebraska and, and – uh, you know, we were kind of a little bit under. We needed to make a run. We ended up winning, I think, six out of six, you know, five or six out of seven or five out of six. Then we get to the Big A tournament. We need to get a couple in here. Boom. We blow out Oklahoma. Boom. We beat a top five Missouri who was undefeated in conference. And then we got Oklahoma State who ends up going. So we got hot. You can. That can happen to anybody. March Madness is March Madness for a reason. You never know. You just never get do. In there and make it happen. You never do. Hopefully, Nebraska does make it happen. Just five seconds here, so we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank you to Strick and thanks to DP. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>